Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman with my tag team partner, Matt Story, and this is episode 401, so we're on a new streak. Starting, there we go. Starting there we go. In the right direction. That's right. That's right. Yes, yes. And, uh, and, and you know, it's, it's a big time in the football world, even though it's April. Yeah, so we are going to talk about the ASU spring game, maybe a little bit about uh, some of the other spring games happening around the country. Uh, we're also going to talk NFL draft quarterbacks, but before we do that, let's get a little bit of basketball out of the way. ASU uh, center Duke Brennan, who we talked about, is uh, you know just a guy who's going to be there for you know a solid twelve to eighteen minutes a game next year as a good backup. He uh, he's in the transfer portal, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. uh, and and I suppose he could come back. I mean. Uh... We've already had one guy, Jemiah Neal, go in and, and then decide to stay, and we had that in football. Uh, you know, a couple guys I know that that, that did. So, uh, you know, I, I mean, you texted me that, and and one of your texts said some about you know it just feels like basically everybody ought to enter, and it kind of is starting to feel that way. That like you know you, you unless you've already used that one time transfer exception, you might as well enter the portal and see. Uh, now there's always a risk that the team you are with moves on without you and then you're left with nothing and, and, you know, mm-hmm. that's life. Um, but it, it definitely feels like it's, it's sort of like guys, you know, entering the draft in basketball, not so much football anymore. Cause that, you know, but in basketball, they just enter the draft, they keep their eligibility and like, eh, mm-hmm. you know, see what's out there. And if you're not happy with what's out there, come on back. Yeah. And, and I guess it's also one of those things like, you know, the grass may not always be greener. I saw that uh, Cambridge may wind up back at Auburn after his one year. Yeah, yeah, the Cambridge one is weird um, because I I almost even texted you when when he, you know, or, you know, you told me about the, him entering. And, you know, a little bit later, I remember thinking, like, feels like he's already got a commitment in, you know, like, because he said he was staying. And then he isn't, and it's like, ah, I feel like, you know, he's going to be one that he'll commit within a couple of days, and it'll be like, yeah, he probably already had that lined up, but that hasn't been the case. And now he is looking at some, some you know, Auburn's a, a good basketball program. I think probably fair to say better than ASU, but I wouldn't say, you know, elite level. Um, I mean, it, you know, they've had some success, but, uh, uh, you know, hey, uh, if whatever whatever happens, happens, I guess, and, you know, I wish him luck, but it's it's disappointing Especially when you, you know, it's sort of, it's not exactly the same, but it's sort of Jaden Daniels-ish. You know, you say you're coming back and then now you're not coming back. It's like, well, what what changed in that 10 days or whatever? Yeah, it's, it is certainly frustrating. Um, it is, it is, yeah, yeah. It's tough as a fan. It just, I mean, I get it. I, and I'm all for the player freedom that didn't exist before. And I, I, I'm not arguing against it. I just, uh, you know, I wish there were some, some more guardrails up, I guess, you know, from the, whether it, whether it means, you know, contractually binding them, you know, if you want to like, like we have in pro sports where it's like, you know, a guy just can't, you know, it one year into a five-year deal, just say, you know, well, I'm going to put myself back on the market. Like it doesn't, it doesn't work that way in pro sports. And feels like, you know, that's what maybe where we need to get with college. I know that's easier said than done, but you know, something to, have a commitment or not. Well, you know, if you want to take one year deals, that's fine too, I guess. But scholarships are year to year, but there maybe there should be the option for the coach to say, look, this is a four year scholarship. Yeah, and make it a make it a mutual thing, year. you know. So if a player, you know, signs like, okay, are they signing a one year scholarship offer or are they signing a two or three or four or, uh, you know and 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 then, you know, you're committing and so if you wanna, you know, if you want to bet on yourself and take one year deals and and you know basically like a pro athlete does like okay cool you know then we know what we're getting into but it's uh it's just tough man i mean it it, i don't know what the right answer is but it is tough when it's uh, you know it's like high school athletes but we're we're used to that high school kid commits and it's like ah okay that's exciting but let's see if he actually signs on the dotted line it used to be once you got that signature, it was like, all right, you felt pretty good. And, you know, there was still the possibility of leaving or whatever. But now it's like that, you know, like, okay, well, you can just get out of that or you can leave or you can say you're coming back after the year a week later, change your mind. And 
so it, it, it does make it difficult as a fan to, you know, keep up. And I mean, I, I think I said this to you in text, you almost feel like you ought to just look at the roster about, you know, two weeks before the season and figure out where you stand because, you know, any time prior to that is it's kind of a fool's errand. Absolutely. And, you know, and you texted me, I forgot that the football spring window just opened. <sighs> So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. You know, it's very short. It's it's a fifteen day window. Uh, you know, so we'll see what comes of that. Uh, you know, I know the, the the big one yesterday that dropped was was Bear Alexander from Georgia, which was kind of kind of a surprise. I, I don't follow Georgia day in day out, but I think you know at the end of last year, at least, he was expected to kind of step in and be a starter. And it, you know, second year there, and uh, who knows? Uh, there's probably money out there for him somewhere, or maybe he got passed by other guys, or whatever. But uh, we'll see if there's any other big names out there, uh, you know, and see what happens with ASU. Do we, you know, have any further attrition, or does somebody come available that can can help? Um, you know, and and uh, yeah, uh, we can't. It seemingly we can't have more new names than we do, but maybe we maybe we can find a way to do that. Yeah. Well, ASU spring football uh, concluded their spring game. Um, I so I was listening to the Sun Devil Source report before the spring game of you know their reporters and Chris Cartman's analysis of the team. Yeah, you know they talked about something that seems to have borne out. But I'm curious your take since you attended that it really feels like it's a Borgay v Pine race right now sure does definitely yeah yeah i don't know and and maybe you could tell me is conover even with the team right now because i didn't see him yesterday i i don't know if he's hurt but he hasn't been in practices but he was at the quarterback dinner so he's was he okay okay i didn't know you know like i mean some guys you know their their transfer eligibility they have to like you know finish up at their school or something like that um, the one thing I noticed, I was looking at the roster when I was there on the on the website, which could be out of date, admittedly, because it's probably hard to keep up. But we still had we still had him at fifteen as a quarterback, and we had Dalen McLemore wearing fifteen as a quarterback. And I'm thinking, well, that can't last into the season. There was a fifteen out there, but it looked uh, I couldn't tell. I didn't st- I didn't stay for the entire game, so I can't swear who played and who didn't. Um, but it looked like from afar. That the, the name on the back said Macklemore. So I even thought, like, is Conover not even able to practice? I I don't know. Um, I haven't heard. You know, I've heard the name thrown in there, but it definitely does feel like it's it's probably those two. And that's not a huge surprise. I mean, Con- Conover is, you know, he was a backup at BYU. Um, he had, you know, two years off of football when he went on his mission. I, I think it's more of a, you know, a long shot approach with him. When you got Pine, which he was after Conover, mm-hmm. I felt like that was more of a legitimate, like, all right, this is the guy who could start for us this year. Yeah, and, and you know, from what I have heard, the system probably favors Borgay uh, in terms of just a little more mobility. Than yeah, Pine, yeah. But that accuracy and quick release are important, too, and, and Pine has that. So. He does, yeah. I, I mean, I would say this, and and I, you know, I think it's I think it's fairly likely we'll see both of them start games over the course of the year. I hope that's not the case. I hope one of them grabs the job and plays well, and you know, we we have a, a maybe an overachieving year of of you know probably overachieving would be five hundred or better, uh, given where we were last year and the major roster turnover. Um, but I think realistically, it wouldn't be surprised to see both of them start games and maybe even more than just those two. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sold that it'll be just those two by the end of the year, having been the starter, but yeah, it certainly appears like that's the case. I, I, the takeaway that I read was that, you know, Borke looks like he's ahead of Pine, mm-hmm. which is mildly interesting. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I guess part of me wants to see Pine be the starter only because of like nothing against Borgay at all, but I feel like I just want to turn the page completely from last year, mm-hmm. and, and and that's not his fault. Uh, I and I realize how ridiculous. But I'm watching the game yesterday, and I'm thinking I don't necessarily love seeing this guy out there, and it's not at all his fault. He did a nice job last year, but I just like I I almost want to you know 
men in black, uh, 2022 and, and, you know, pretend it never happened type of deal. And I can't do that if he's still at the starter. Yeah, no, I, com- I completely agree. Pine, Pine feels fresh, which seems like I'm yeah. doing an ad for Pine Sol. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. A little pun. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, and, and I mean, there's some legitimacy to, to, you know, like, well, he started for Notre Dame last year and no, he didn't tear it up. You know, he didn't, you know, he wasn't like the, you know, the greatest, but they, I think with him is they started 0 and 2. And then they when he took over as a starter, they went, what, 8 and 2 rest they, of the year or something like that. So, and also worth noting, he played in a system that featured a very highly regarded tight end. And I thought that too. Boy, is everybody high on Jalen Conyers right I now. I thought that too. Well, that was one of the, one of the first plays. You know, on the on the opening drive, Pine started for his side. Porgy started for the other side, and he, he you know delivered one in a in a tight window to Conyers, who then you know broke a tackle. And I'm like, well, that was one thing he relied on last year was throwing to Michael Mayer. Now, that may have been a matter of necessity because Notre Dame did not have a great receiving group, but it might be the same way with ASU this year. Like, I don't I don't know what our receiving group is going to be. It is there were a whole bunch of guys out there yesterday that I did not know. I had to continually look at my phone to see the roster and be like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you know, some some names I'd heard from other schools, some names I'd read, and admittedly some guys that I was seeing and reading for the first time. And and it was like, wow, okay, I'm going to have to learn this group. Um, besides Elijah Badger, yeah, it's a lot it's of like, new faces. It's Badger, Geo Sanders, and then... Which Sanders, I believe, was was out yesterday. I, yeah. I think I saw him on the sideline, just in his in his jersey. You know, he wasn't yeah. dressed out. Um, so yeah, you know, and I mean, do we? I, I'm I'm honestly asking you. I should know this. Do is is Chad Johnson Jr. still around? He's still on the roster. Okay. I mean, okay. He, is Andre Johnson still around? I don't think Andre Johnson is around. Okay. I mean, I, I should look at this honestly. I you know. Like there, there were guys that I was reading their names yesterday, and then even thinking, you know, like I gotta, I gotta check, you know, yeah. and see if these guys are still there. I mean, I from the stuff I've read and the stuff I've heard, it seems like Badger and Gilroy, which I hope I'm yes. saying that right, are the top. Yeah, two. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, agreed. That's kind of what I've picked up too. Um, but it's gonna be, you know, Badger looked good yesterday. You know, he had a he had a really good touchdown catch. You know, on the on the first drive for his team. Um, so uh, you know, exciting. He's a name that I'm I'm honestly you know what we just talked about with this 15 day window. Just like you know, hold your breath. Let's get to May 1st and have him not be in the portal and feel like all right, he's he's in the fold. You'd think he would have already left if he wanted to, but you never know. Weird things happen with this thing and so you know yeah him and him and Conyers in all honesty are the two that are like and right, if we have them we have a couple what feels to be pretty good weapons and I gotta tell you and I'm sure you read about him too the, the running back from Sacramento State Skatebo uh, Skatebo I yeah he looked good yesterday now I you know how much do you read into that is he James Morrison uh he certainly could be but but he was, you know, he was breaking tackles. He was showing some speed. He showed some in the passing game. Like, wow, I it was one of those, like, I didn't know who he was by number. And after a few plays, I'm like, I got to look up who this guy is. Who is this number four? Because he, he looks pretty good. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's big. Um, you, you know, you're replacing top running backs again. You're yeah. replacing. Kevin, Kevin White's still around, though, isn't he? Tevin White's still around, although... I didn't hear much from him yesterday. I don't know if he was even out. I mean, you know, I know they sit guys, obviously, you know, for health or whatever. So, I don't know if he even played yesterday, in all honesty. Yeah, but I guess, I guess what I'm getting at is we won three games last year. Right. It's not, you know, this is one of those things where we talk about the other way. If you return everybody from a bad team, does that mean you're going to improve? If you return right, right. no one from a bad team... Does that mean you'll improve or stay bad? Um, it's a total fresh start. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, and and now let me jump in. You know, I was not I, I, when you said we're replacing top running backs. Tevin White wasn't a top running back. We basically had one running back last year uh, in in Valaday. I was just thinking, you know, like, well, do we have anybody back from last year's group? And I I think Tevin White's still there. Um, but yeah, Valaday was the workhorse. He was, you know, the guy getting the large majority of the carries and. 
moves on and uh, you know he was we knew he was going to be a one-year guy he only had one year left but um uh, yeah i mean it is uh, like that is my i mean i'm not going to spend every day doing it but my intent between now and you know the end of july early august when we do our football previews is to try to get much more familiar with this roster because i'll be honest i was watching yesterday and i'm like man i don't know very many guys out there i knew the quarterbacks um, you know, I knew the, the, the two competing for the job. I saw Rashada. That was kind of fun to watch him a little bit. Yeah, I saw uh, he had a bad decision, interception, throwing into like... He did. Coverage. He did. And he's, he's certainly, um, you know, thin. You, could, you can see that the, the growth needs to happen physically a little bit. Um, my hope with him is that, honestly, that, you know, this can be kind of a... Whether it's a true redshirt year or just for all intents and purposes, a redshirt year. I mean, he gets to play uh, four times if we want gets to. Exactly, yeah. You get him in against Southern Utah or something like that. But, uh, you know, like, just just let this kid, I mean, you have to read that story in The Athletic about him and kind of watch him just, to, you know, like, let him, let him, you know, get in the weight room. Let him kind of get out of the public eye a little bit. You know, like, let him just be a 18, 19-year-old college freshman. And, and then hopefully, you know, he, he grows into the player that, people projected him to be maybe by 2024 um and hopefully he's still here in 2024 because that that obviously must be acknowledged that there's no guarantee of that i think you as an asu fan you have to hope for growth and maturity and also being a little bit gun shy about the process he just went through exactly exactly yeah yeah i mean and and you know again reading that story in the athletic you know feels like he and Dillingham have a good rapport and so hopefully you never know but hopefully he's here for the long haul I'm not saying he's here five years we never know that but but that it, this isn't just a one-year stopover until he can you know put himself back on the auction block basically to, to you know to the highest bidder next year because that's certainly how his high school recruitment went um, and that was my fear in chasing him I told you that when you know before he committed like are we just getting him for a year and then he's going to go right back in the portal to make money I'm hoping that's not the case, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I knew them, but I, honestly, like looking at the, there were just very few, you know, they had the PA guy and, you know, he was announcing names and I'm like, ah, there's a lot of names I don't know. And, and, and some names that I've heard of, but I couldn't tell you anything about them. And so, you know, I got, I got my work to do in the off season of like familiarizing myself with this roster so that I can talk about them with some, level of education and not just be like, well, I don't know. We're going to be questionable here because I, we're probably going to be questionable in a lot of places, but at least uh, know some names and places and things like that. Yeah. Um, elsewhere in the spring game news, I, I think uh, Sark putting to rest any doubt uh, in Texas that Quinn Ewers will be the starter. Uh, yeah. I never had any. To be honest, I mean, like, but I, I think, I think it, it's good for both guys for him to. Come I think out it is. Say it. I think it is. Yes, agreed, agreed. I mean, I think you know, like when it becomes clear, that just acknowledge it, and and you know, like I, I, I truly don't get them, and I may eat these words, but we'll see. I do not get the feeling that the you know the Manning recruitment, the way it went, that there's any bit like you know, oh, he expected to be the starter from day one, and he's got like that's not how he went about things. And it's not a you know it's not a surprise to him that they have Quinn Ewers on the roster. He, well, he, he, was Quinn his, Ewers uh, was was Arch Manning two years yeah. ago. He well, was the number one quarterback in the country. Well, and also Quinn Ewers, I believe, was his host. For the yes, he was. Like, yeah, yeah. So you know, like I don't think he's in a big rush. I really don't. I think you know, like we're so used to these prized quarterbacks. You know what we just talked about with Jaden Rashada, where it's like. You know, let's get as much money as I can. Where can I start right away? I just don't get the feeling that that's the MO of kind of, you know, what they're doing. Like, you know, I've heard plenty that, you know, he's willing to redshirt. And that's not a bad idea. Like, you know, look at, I was kind of thinking about that today. Like, some of the really great quarterbacks in the NFL didn't play as true freshmen. You know, Joe Burrow. Didn't really see the field until his fourth year in college with his second college. Um, you know, Josh Allen was in junior college, you know, so like, it's okay, man. You don't have to be the starter day one or even in year one. Take your time, be a kid, learn, grow, all that. And, and there'll be time. 
you know, but yeah, I, I think it's fine. If he's the number three guy, that's fine. That's totally fine. Nobody needs to panic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, uh, he certainly feels from the way, like you said, the way he handled his recruitment that he and his family were not in this for the highest bidder. And, you know, cause he didn't go to Ole Miss. He didn't go to Tennessee. Right. right. Yeah. He probably could have gone to Ole Miss and been the starter this year if he wanted to, you know, like, like it probably could have, you know, they probably could have like, I'm sure Lane Kiffin probably would have said, look, anything you want, man, you want to be, you want to be the favorite to be the starter. And as long as you don't, you know, totally no show. Okay, sure. We'll do it. Um, he could have, you know, he could have stayed right there in New Orleans and gone to Tulane. Good program. And been, you know, big man on campus right away or something. There, there were plenty of choices that he could have, he could have gone to Virginia where his sister goes. He went and visited there. Could have gone, you know, but like he chose this place knowing that Quinn Ewers was there. Um, is it going to work out? Oh, God, I have no idea. But there is absolutely zero reason to get like, oh, well, I guess things aren't working out. Like he hasn't even, it's his high school senior year right now still. Mm-hmm. Let's just, let's just relax. Um, you know, his uncle redshirted and then was a, was the backup until his sophomore year at, at Ole Miss, Eli. And his other uncle was supposed to redshirt until they had, you know, two guys get injured in the first game of the year. So, like, it's it's not all about, you know, being out there as a true freshman. Yeah. Um, that is a good way for us to transition, though, into the NFL draft coming up much quicker than I was expecting. Yeah, yeah, 11 days from right now, first round. Um, you know, Matt, every year you do a deep dive on the quarterbacks. There's, you know, Stroud and Young and, you know, the Kentucky kid. And, I, you know, it seems like everyone's like, oh, are there going to be three quarterbacks taken in the first three picks? I, I don't think that's going to happen barring a trade, right? Like, yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I certainly think number one is going to be a quarterback, and and I think that's kind of the first the first layer of interest is is the message is really getting out there that the Panthers like Bryce Young, and they're going to take Bryce Young, and maybe they will. And I, I I wouldn't discourage. I mean, I think Bryce Young is the best quarterback in the draft. I thought that during the season. Um, although I like Stroud a lot too. You know, I don't think there's a huge separation, but. I also do, you know, it feels like the Texans really like Bryce Young. And, like, are the Panthers trying to get that message out there so that the Texans get a little itchy and say, all right, what what will it take to move up from two to one? Get a little bit back of what they traded to Chicago to move up to one and, you know, get Stroud at number two, which is what they maybe want all along. Yeah. It seems like it's logical if the Texans jump at that. Yeah. And if not, you know, they must have identified a guy they liked to go give all of that to Chicago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it certainly feels like it's going to be Stroud or Young, which I am sort of hardened by the fact that the discussion has narrowed to the two of them. Um, and, and, you know, we can talk about Richardson and Levis. I, I want to. But, like, they're the to me, they're the clear cream of the crop. They, they've done the most in their college careers. They've proven themselves. Um, and, you know, won big games, played well in big games. I mean, Stroud's best performance probably was at a loss in that Peach Bowl, but but was still, you know, so good in that game. Even after Marvin Harrison went out, he was still really good. Um, and and so I, I'm kind of glad in a way because it's, you know, a month or so ago, like, oh, they might take Richardson. Like, are you crazy? Are we really doing this where we, we take a guy who's that unproven and that, much of a question mark at number one ahead of Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, and it seems like that talk has died down. Yeah, it, it is. It, it is feeling like, at least for now, a return to on the field mattering most. You know, yeah, not the, yeah. I showed up at the combine and look at that. My hands are three quarters right. of an inch bigger than that <laughs> other guys. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, and it's always. There's there's tricky elements because I mean you know you can point to you can point to Josh Allen you can point to Patrick Mahomes as guys whose college careers were not overwhelmingly impressive and they've gone on to be great NFL players. I mean Mahomes was really good at Texas Tech, but his team did nothing. Um, and and Allen was inconsistent to be gentle at Wyoming. You know he showed talent, 
but the consistency in production certainly wasn't there. Like those are the type of success stories that, you know, get people to, well, Anthony Richardson could be the next Josh Allen. Like, yeah, he could. Sure. Um, but, but he could also be the next Deshaun take, Kaiser. I was going to say, wouldn't you rather take the, the next, uh, not Achilles Smith? Option? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or Mitch Trubisky. Mm-hmm. You know, a guy who was a one-year starter. Oh, he's oh my guy. Oh man, this guy's got all-world potential. We need we definitely have him above Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. And it's like, well, probably shouldn't have. Uh, you know, he's he's been a decent quarterback, but certainly not anywhere to the level of the two guys who got drafted behind him. Mm-hmm. So, do you? It, it seems that they'll go one two. I guess that pivots to the question of. Does anyone pry that number three pick away to get a quarterback? So it'll be interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm curious if if Carolina does take Bryce Young, there is a school of thought that Houston will not take C.J. Stroud in part because his agent is the same as Deshaun Watson's agent. Now, I don't know if there's any truth to that, but that they're a little leery of, you know, putting their franchise back in the hands of a quarterback who's represented by the same guy who – orchestrated that whole thing and what the mess that became. And so like if they take young, does Houston go defense and take Will Anderson? Apparently they really like him. And and then it becomes like, well, all right, if, if you're, if you're Indy sitting there at four, maybe you try to jump up to three, get CJ Stroud to prevent somebody else from doing it. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing, the idea of taking defense goes to this thought process. And look, not every position is equal on the field. I'm not saying it is, but it's the the same logic behind, you know, if eight offensive head coaches get hired in one cycle Mm -hmm. and only one defensive head coach gets hired, well, you know, you hired the best defensive minded head coach available. Right. Right. And instead of taking a quarterback who you're not sure on, Will Anderson is consensus the best defensive player on the board. Seems that way, yeah, yeah, and and I mean I think Houston has also sort of kind of accepted that it's it's a rebuild process. I'm not saying it's a ten year rebuild, but like they're not in a huge hurry. And so if they if they really love Bryce Young and that's it, and Bryce Young goes number one, then do you do you say you know what like okay we're going to get the best defensive player available, and if we go you know. 5 and 12 next year we'll probably be in the top 5 to 10 picks again next year and we can try to get our quarterback then do you have to rush it now i like stroud i mean i i do like i said i think they're i think they're one two you could convince me of the opposite order i think young a little bit ahead of stroud but you know if there is some like maybe a scheme fit maybe there is something with the agent i you know that sounds a little tin foil hat but it also might be true of like, hey, we, we just went down this road with a franchise quarterback represented by this guy who, you know, forced his way out of town and uh, neglecting all the stuff that happened off the field. But he, you know, he said he was never going to play for them again before any of that stuff came out. Yeah. Like, do you want to go down that road again? I, I'm not sure that you do. Yeah. It's so, it's maybe, yeah. A, an interesting discussion. And then the other thing is, if you are in that camp where it's Bryce Young or Bust, do you call the Colts and say, hey, do you want to move up to two? Because uh, Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's an interesting one, too. Yeah. Would you, you know, see what they could do? Because I, I feel like the Colts need to come out of this with, with someone. And I think worst case scenario, honestly, is them drafting Anthony Richardson for both parties. Because I, I like Anthony Richardson as a player. I think he's, uh, you know, got a ton of potential, but it's all potential right now. And the Colts are are in a rush to try to get this right. And their only other option to start right now is Gardner Minshew, who's a nice player. But if you think Gardner Minshew is going to start every game next year and things are going to go great, it's I mean, it's probably not going to happen. So I could see, oh, they draft Anthony Richardson. Uh, Minshew's going to start for us, and by week three, it's like, well, we got to go to the kit because this is, yeah, you know, we got to find out what we got. And to me, that's a recipe for disaster with with Richardson. Like he needs a he needs a Patrick Mahomes like rookie year mm-hmm. to you know just be on the bench um, and and learn the two you know the two teams in the top ten that to me makes so much sense for him if they want it are Seattle and Detroit. 
mm-hmm. because they've got their starter, good veteran, not a long-term answer yeah, necessarily, but, but good solid vet a, that will be the starter next year, I mean, kind of Alex Smith-ish, yeah. and there you go. I mean, Gino's deal is three years, which means you'll get a look at Richardson for two it's three years, years but it's deal. but I believe the structure of it is basically they can get out of it after one. Yeah, but I guess they I, want to. but I guess what I'm so. saying is even if he plays out the full thing, you'll get two years True. on Richardson's rookie True. deal. Exactly. Yeah, and golf, I don't know the parameters of his, but you know, it's not it's not that many more years you're committed to with Detroit. Um, uh, you know, so I think though, and and also both those teams are, you know, the Seahawks were in the playoffs, the Lions almost were. They have their own first-round pick later. They got these first-round picks via trade from a, a team that had, a, you know, both of them, the Rams and Broncos, had surprisingly bad seasons. So it's like this bonus, you know, top 10 pick that you you didn't really earn that top 10 pick. You didn't have the year to have a top 10 pick, but you got one anyway. I would be very tempted if I, I mean, Seattle's at five. If, if Richardson is still there, that to me would be extremely tempting. Now, I know they need to build their defense and maybe they want Jalen Carter or Tyree Wilson or whatever, uh, you know, and those would be more impact picks right away. But man, that, that would be a tempting one if, if I could do that. And they've got Drew Locke too. They brought him back. So you can, you can make Richardson the number three to start off. Like basically tell him you are, you are not playing this year unless, unless we get to week 18. And the game doesn't mean anything. Maybe we'll get you a start. But other than that, you you are working in practice. You're going to be in meetings. Mm-hmm. We're going to work with you and and you know fine tune you. And and really being around Geno Smith might be a good person for the put yeah. your head down and do the job. Yeah, exactly. You and know, kind of learning the like an Alex ups Smith and the downs type. of being an NFL quarterback because yeah. he's been through it. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, just thinking about you know when you said Alex Smith, it's like that or. Yeah. John Kitna that year for Carson Palmer, where it's yeah. like just a guy. You know, Geno Smith up yeah. until last year was just a guy. Exactly, you know? exactly. You know, just a good, but 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 did enough last year that you know you feel like Seattle could say, look, he's our starter this year. Yeah. We're not going to get we're not going to get an itchy trigger finger if we start two and three. We're we're staying patient. This is our guy, and if he gets hurt, we still got Drew Locke, who you know is nothing special, but he's been a starter. We could play him. You know, and again, I think Detroit makes a ton of sense. Like Goff, you know, I mean, Goff has been through the ups and the downs. He's he's been a starter in the Super Bowl, and he's been given up on. He, you know, his rookie year couldn't have gone worse, and then things improved, and then things went downhill, and now they've improved again. And like, be a good a good veteran in front of a rookie. Uh, you know, to, again to make the Alex Smith comparison, former number one pick. Uh, you know, I, I mean, it's almost like two storyline, but. I think those spots would make sense, but man, if he goes to a team that is going to rush him out there like Indy, uh, I just think I think it's headed for Deshaun Kaiser territory. It's always the name I'll think of as a guy who was rushed. He, you know, he went second round, but he started week one for Cleveland. They were bad, and things went really bad for him, and his career never recovered. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good comparison, and. What's your take on Will Levis? He's the last name on that top. Yeah, top yeah. List. I, I, I mean, I think it's interesting how often I've heard like, "Oh, Richardson and Levis are like similar prospects." It's like I don't know that they really are, except for the fact that like it feels like they're boom or bust. But Richardson's a guy. I mean, he was in college the minimum three years. He started one year for a for a new coach new system. So, I mean, if you want to make the argument that Richardson is very raw and unproven and he could become something, totally it makes sense. Levis was in college for five years. He was a two-year full-time starter at Kentucky. So there's there's plenty of resume on him to evaluate him. Um, yeah. And and it's, it's up and down. I mean, he had a pretty good 21 season when they had a little bit more talent and, and they had Liam Cohen as the offensive coordinator. Things kind of went Went backwards last year. They had a new coordinator. They they lost their top receivers. He got injured. Played through it, but you know, like he was he was banged up. I, I'm not super sold. Like if, if it wouldn't stun me if if he fell out of the top ten. I don't think he falls completely out of the first round, but it wouldn't stun me if it's like you know the Raiders pass 
and the Falcons pass, and you know some of the teams that maybe, uh, well, maybe they can take a quarterback. Falcons probably not because they have Ritter from last year, but yeah. but you know you never know. But I mean, Ritter was a third round pick, so you're not totally committed to him if they wanted to make a move. Um, I, you know, I just like he would be an intriguing pick, I suppose. Like if you got into the teens, and if Tampa what? Bay or Minnesota or somebody like that was like, hey, all right, we got to make a move. Let's get this guy. Well, that's an intriguing fit. I also wonder, is he the guy who, let's say, Seattle and Detroit opt not to go on their first pick? Yeah, you know, yeah. Do they say, like, look, I bet Will Levis is still there. So That makes sense. I'm yeah, get him, get him in the in the teens or wherever they are. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a thought. I mean, he's, he's older than Richardson by two years. So you have that little bit, and... and I want to, you know, the next guy kind of on the board is Hendon Hooker, which is a similar thought of like, you know, with Richardson, you feel a little bit better about the possibility of saying like, all right, you are not playing this year because in 2024, it's like getting, it's like getting your college senior, but we've had you in our system for a year. We feel great about that. But I mean, Levis is 23, 24 already. So do you want to, do you want to draft him with the thought of like, all right, you're not starting this year. Uh, that's not old, but yet every year matters. And getting a 21-year-old and saying, all right, you're not going to play this year is a whole different deal than a 23-year-old. Yeah, absolutely. And with that, we're going to pause here, and through the magic of radio, we'll be right back. I mean, miracle of miracles, we're back. You didn't even miss us. Um, No, no, like we never left. But, Matt, so the next guy on the list is Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. A brilliant year, cut short by injury. Um, yeah. A, a, a great story during the season. You know, transfer sort of out for, a, you know, like bordering on bust potential. Finds a home in Tennessee and then goes off and has great games against the best teams in the SEC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put together two great years. I mean, a, a great a great advertisement for what the transfer portal can be and all on it. Like, you know, there's a lot of negative stories about it. There's a lot. I mean, we, we just talked about it a little bit earlier, the, the downsides of it as a fan and whatnot. But, like, a guy whose career was just kind of, you know, spinning along, not really working out, probably was just a, another guy you think about, you know, five years down the road, like, Oh yeah, remember him? Uh, whatever happened to him? And then he found a second home, and like, yeah, had a had a great two years, and uh, unfortunate injury that you know may have cost him the Heisman. I mean, yeah. you know, with with the way things ended, like it, he wasn't necessarily the favorite when he got hurt, but then things kind of went south for a lot of other guys, and like he might have won the Heisman if he had finished out that game and put up big numbers against Vandy, and uh, he, he might have won it. Um, but an interesting draft prospect because of his age. He's 25, mm-hmm. so he's you know he's older than he's older than old, than, but well, yeah, he's older than a number of like guys in the NFL who've been around for two three years, um, and the injury, you know, mm-hmm. ACL injury. Now you know guys come back from ACL injuries all the time now, but it's still significant. And I know and you know mobility uh, was oh, part of his game, which exactly yeah. Unique. And I and I know you know oh, I'm going to be ready by training camp. It's like. All right, don't. First of all, is there a huge rush for that? Like, don't don't do a Robert Griffin. Um, but also, like, he got hurt in mid-November. It's not like he got hurt in September. So you know, you're you're looking at nine months from his injury to training camp. Not even. Um, you know, the 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 reason he's interesting is because there's a lot of buzz about like, oh, he's you know, he could go in the latter part of the first round. And I'm thinking, is this Malik Willis and Desmond Ritter last year where this is like media and agent driven? Like, oh, you know, he can go in the first round and he doesn't come close to going in the first round. I think it might be. I think he's an interesting guy to get, but I'm not sure I'd take him in the first round when, you know, he's a 25-year-old coming off a torn ACL. So of all of the quarterbacks in the draft as a Packers fan, Mm-hmm. If he fell to like the third or fourth round, yeah, that would intrigue me as a Packer fan because definitely, you know, definitely, he's older. Jordan Love's going to be the guy, but I don't want a uh, you know twenty-one-year-old who had a falling out with his coach and decided to go pro. I, right. I want a guy right. who like, okay, look, you're probably not going to be the starter, but that's okay. We think you can learn this system, 
And, you know, we, you know, would make for an interesting backup for them because of, because of the contract situation with Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. You're not committed long-term. I suppose, I mean, I'm sure they're going to pick up the option. Yeah. So you, so you have him for two more years, but if he has a crappy year, you know, then, okay, you've got this other guy, you know, and, and you're not, I wouldn't spend a first round pick certainly, no. or even a second rounder, but yeah, if he got into the third round or certainly day three, for sure. And there's other guys that I think would fit that bill for them. I think another one, and I kind of want to talk about him a little bit, is um, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Like, you know, yes. similar similar billing. Like, okay, you know, lots of experience. I mean, he was basically a five-year starter in college. Mm-hmm. You know, good, you know, and, and you could maybe coach. get something out of him. You know, played for a former NFL coach. Understand exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the Hendon Hooker, you know, first-round hype, I I guess it's one of those I'm going to have to see it to believe it. I I like him, but I just don't see him going first round. Yeah, you and Scarlett both. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like, uh, you know, she knows. She, she's been around enough now to know, like, yeah, this stuff is often media-driven. And then he ends up going third round. It's like, wow, he's supposed to go first round. Like, uh, was he? Was he? Probably not. Yeah. So talk to me about DPR. What, you know... Everyone that I've seen is day three or undrafted. Does that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I I feel like after those five guys we've talked about, it's it's uh, it's reaching for guys who like their high end is probably career backup. And and of those other guys, the only one to me that I could talk myself into maybe being more than that is is him. Mm -hmm. Of like, okay, you know, like I could see he's got he's got some ability. Um, and he's got, again, tons of experience, probably the most experienced college guy, you know, I mean, a five year starter, basically, uh, you know, uh, like I like that a, a lot of teams, you know, use mobile quarterbacks now. So he'd make for a good backup that would probably, you know, you wouldn't have to totally change what you do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know one team I heard he visited pre-draft was Cincinnati. Like if you're going to spend a lot of money or if you already are spending a lot of money on your starter, you like to get a quality backup that's a cheap quality backup. Yeah. Not have to spend the, you know, eight, ten million on a veteran backup. Like he makes for a good one, I think, in that regard of like, all right, you know, like uh, maybe he could be something. I would be surprised if he didn't get picked. I'd really be surprised. I don't to me I think I think you see the four guys go in the first round, I would guess. And I think Hooker almost certainly goes day two, probably second round. Probably. And I'm not sure anybody else goes Thursday or Friday. I, you know, I think Thompson Robinson to me would be my top guy of the day three guys and later. Yeah. Speaking of just the draft overall, Valaday got a shot to get picked. Be another ASU running back getting drafted. It's so tough to predict on on running backs, and and you know we should talk about Bijan a little. Yeah. Because of that, but like I mean, I suppose he's got a shot. Sure, you know, like. Uh, it's just, it feels so tough. Like you get, you know, so you got Bijan, who's probably going to go first round and you got maybe Jameer Gibbs who goes second round. And then it just feels like a hodgepodge of like maybe, you know, 15, 20 guys that could go in any order. And depending on where they land and the opportunity, you know, the, the 15th guy drafted could have a great rookie year and be like, how did this guy last as long as he did? You know, it happens almost every year. And it's just so hard to, to get any sort of hierarchy on him, it feels like. Yeah. Well, where do you want Bijan to go? Besides Green Bay, Boy. which is an obvious jersey purchase. <laughs> well, yeah, and I'm probably, I'm, I'm, you know, you know me, I get mostly almost all quarterback jerseys. But if Bijan goes first round, provided that it's not to the Cardinals, and I don't think it'll be to the Cardinals, um, I'll probably get a jersey no matter what. Maybe that's what they do at three. God, I hope not. I, I know. I mean, I'd love it for him to go top five, but uh, I don't want him to go to the Cardinals. So let's let's not wish that on him. Um, but uh, you know, Philly at ten is sure interesting. Again, bonus first round pick. You know, they got it from New Orleans. Miles Sanders is gone. Uh, uh, I mean, man, I love that idea. Uh, the Chargers also tons and tons of sense because if, you know if Austin Eckler either wants a trade or a massive deal, like take Bijan and thank Austin Eckler for his years and plug in a guy who's probably just as good and younger and cheaper and say, all right, 
highest bidder who wants Austin Eckler. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think those two make a lot of sense. Yeah. Maybe the Packers swing a multi-team deal and Rodgers winds up a Jet, Bijan winds up a Packer, and... Possibly. Yeah. Do you, I mean, is there is there legitimate thought they might go? You know, because I mean, they got two running backs. Or are you just hoping this happens? Uh, there's some thought that you know Aaron Jones went on the team tour, but uh, right. AJ Dillon's rookie deal is up at the end of this year, and Aaron Jones' deal is year to year, basically. At this true, point. true. So yeah, there is uh, there is speculation even among Packer fans like Scarlett yes. that we may be in the market for a running back because. Kylan Hill we let go and some other stuff. Yeah, so, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. You know. Well, I'm, I'm curious to see where Bijan lands. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, just hoping he goes around one. Yeah. I, I think he will. Sure seems like that, you know, but there's always that little bit of like, oh, well, nobody valued a running back enough. And I, I just, I would really love to see him go first round. I mean, to see a South Point kid go on that, you know, Thursday night first round would be would be awesome. Um, yeah. And I, I, I think he will. Um, Dallas makes a ton of sense too. I know I've heard them mentioned, you know, obviously, uh, played played his college ball near there. Um, you know, so, Hey, uh, wherever he goes, I'll be rooting for him. Um, and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's just so cool that this guy who, you know, we, we followed him a bit in high school, uh, you know, I mean, more than a bit, we followed him a lot in high school is is now being talked about as like a you know generational running back prospect in the nfl like man that's that's pretty darn cool it's hard to get there i mean followed him in high school went and saw him in college we did we did yeah we've kind of we've charted his career from like oh he's a sophomore at south point boy this guy's putting up big numbers i wonder you know like at that point it's like well maybe maybe he'll go to a big college yeah sure Mm -hmm. could and then then he's being recruited by the big plays he goes to texas like that's that's big time stuff and then he you know, it takes that, you know, oh, he's like all-American level. He could get drafted. Oh, he could go first round. It's like, wow, he's just, he just keeps passing the, the checkpoints, basically, of like, wow, how, how far can this guy take it? Yeah, for real. It's, so, it's very I'm excited. I'm excited for him. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, uh, it'll be fun to see. And, and okay, so real quick, though, on the, on the quarterbacks before we end this. Anybody else you're intrigued by of the, you know, the non-big names? Anybody else you like? Not in particular. I, for me, I think the big curiosity is Levis. Does he? Yeah. It seems like he has to hang around in the first because someone's going to take a shot on him. But there's part of me that wonders: Is he going to be like, you know, the guy who gets traded up for and the first pick of day two? Because everyone's like, yeah. "Wow, I can't believe he fell that far." And it could be. I mean, it happened last year. I know it's a different feel with this class, but remember last year, you know. Early April was like, well, Pickett's going to go round one and Ritter and Willis and maybe Matt Corral. And then only one went, and it was, what, 20-something. I think Pickett mm-hmm. went 20 or 21 to Pittsburgh. And and then nobody else even went in the second round. So, like, yeah, I think there's a possibility. I, I, honestly, a couple months ago, I would have guessed Richardson was going to be that guy. Yeah. But then he, he performed so well at the combine and everybody just fell in love with the raw tools that it's like, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think he falls out of the top 10. Well, he did Feels a backflip. Like, so that, yeah. It, it, yeah. I mean, I think, I think if he, but the Raiders are seven, yeah. I think if I'm remembering, I think if he's still there at seven, I think the Raiders will, the, the ghost of Al Davis will come down and absolutely demand they take Anthony Richardson. Yeah. A, a big armed, big quarterback. Like, oh my God, Al Davis is is you know dancing up up in heaven at the thought of him wearing greater silver and black. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, I, I think he won't. But Levis is interesting. The, the, I'm I'm curious. I don't know what you know what his potential is, but I'm curious where Stetson Bennett goes. Uh, you know, like I think he's an interesting one. Like this, I think he'll get drafted. I really do. I'm thinking I'm, undrafted. That's I. Would, you think so? I think he's going to be like the preferred, you know. Yeah, undrafted he certainly would be. Yeah, he'll get a chance somewhere. I just feel like he's. I think he's shown enough. He's a, you know he's got mobility. He's, he's got decent arm strength. I mean, he's not very big. I'm not saying he's ever going to be a starter, but I, you know, high end could he be a Chase Daniel that hangs around for a long time as a good backup? Mm-hmm. I think he could. I worry a little bit about some of the, you know, attitude stuff and the chip on the shoulder feel that's kind of exposed since they won the second title. And he's kind of had this, you know, 
uh, attitude of like the world owes me something. And like, I'd be a little concerned about that because you don't want that from your backup quarterback. You you know, you need a guy who's just going to put in the work and shut his mouth. Um, but he was that at Georgia. Now it's, you know, it kind of feels like maybe he's, you know, feeling himself a little as they say, but if he could go back to what he was at Georgia and just be like hard worker, you know, show up, do the work. If I got to put him in for a couple games, I don't feel terrible. I think he could be that. And that's not high end, but for a day three pick, I'm okay with that. If I end up with that. Yeah. He, he'll be a maybe a flyer for somebody. It, I think so. I think so. Plus, he. I mean, let's let's just you know, he can sell some tickets for preseason games too. Well, and maybe, you know, it's agenting to me. Exactly. And, you exactly. Know, if you're if you if you're the agent and a team calls you and says we, you know, it's hey look, it's day three, it's Saturday, you haven't right. been picked yet. You know, we got a spot for you to sign afterwards. Right. And the agent right. Then says, well. You know, we also have interest from the Falcons, and we want, you know, he's a legend in Georgia. He can make a bunch of money on the side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 you uh, that's exactly what I was going to say when you, I was going to say the Falcons would probably love to get him. And, you know, like, I, it would, it would put a lot of butts in the seats for preseason games. Like, yeah. oh, come on, see Georgia legend Stetson Bennett take his first NFL snaps. Like, it, mm-hmm. people would go. Yeah. So, I think he gets picked. I, I'm I'm curious. I mean, like it, beyond those top five guys, it it just it feels like everybody's got a different order. And, and like, will will it be a you know like we only see like eight or nine quarterbacks taken total? I think that's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 depth of this class took a major hit with so many guys choosing to stay in college. Yeah, uh, you know there were just a ton like you know Spencer Rattler, Bo Nix, Michael Penix. You know, guys, I'm not sure any of them would have gone round one, but they would have gotten picked. Mm-hmm. And all those guys came back, Sam Hartman, uh, you know, on and on and on. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's kind of a big drop-off after the top guys, it feels like. Yeah, for sure. Well, look, we're going to chat between now and then, but uh, if, you, if you have any questions about ASU, hit us up on Twitter. If you have any questions about the NFL draft, hit us up on Twitter. You're not listening. No one's listening. <laughs> you have questions about ASU, we'll do the best we can to answer, but just don't yeah. ask us to go through the whole roster because I can't do that yet. Yeah. We'll do next next week's episode can be a mailbag. If you've made it this far and you have a question. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll, but we'll be prepared for another option too. Yeah. But uh, until next week, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.